Warning, the following show contains unbeeped words. It also contains talk and on top of and also under and sometimes all over. And remember... Welcome to Steady Diet of Music, a bi-weekly fix of opinions by musicians. This is episode six, and we are your hosts. I'm Brandon. I am Andy. I'm Dan, and I play them drums. I'm Skunk. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Here we All are. All four of us. Right here. On episode six. <laughs> drinking coffee. We, we usually have like some sort of opening, but uh, no. nobody's got anything, huh? What do you got, Skunk? That's true. I was going to say, uh, I got COVID is what I got. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's a bummer. You seem to be hanging in there. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say it in case you know I fucking die on the show. Anyway, <laughs> you sound healthier than me though, <laughs> so that's a plus. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, skunk. Because you have COVID, let's have you go first. What were you just listening to? I was actually just listening to Pat Benatar. The song "Hell Is for Children." You guys all like Pat Benatar, right? I don't dislike. I don't dislike. I don't really dislike or like either. You know, it's just like it's 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 a thing. She's cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just kind of there. She's just kind of there, right? I yeah. Mean, what, what song is she most known for that plays all the dang time on classic rock? Honestly, Anybody? well, there was the whole joke where Britney Spears did uh, "I Love Rock and Roll" and was like, "Oh, I just love Pat Benatar." So it's not "I Love Rock and Roll." That's that's not. That's Joan Jett, right? Yeah, that's Joan, that's Jett. Joan Jett. Yeah, yeah. So and I always, I always get that her and Stevie Nicks as well, but never Joan Jett. I get her and Stevie Nicks mixed up. Yeah, love is a battlefield. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what... yeah. See, I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad at that. And heartbreaker. Yes. Okay. Hit me Wasn't with your hip... best shot. Okay. Wasn't there a hip hop band You're that gonna... did a uh, clip of that? That Pat Benatar song that she keeps on passing me by, or uh... what band was that? It was a hip hop group. That oh used to yeah, clip that's that. the Far Side. Yes, Far Side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple of mixes in hip hop that did that. What was that dude like MC Chris or something did it as well? I want to say he had that really like high pitched voice. Yeah, he's the one that know. didn't he do a lot of stuff for Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, he did. Yes, he was like the, yeah. the spider and then the bunch of weird stuff in those episodes. Nerdcore, mm-hmm. nerdcore hip hop, yeah. nerdcore hip hop. Yeah, which is Pretty not sweet. Pat Benatar. Maybe Pat Benatar <laughs> could make a comeback <laughs> yeah. as nerdcore hip hop. Yeah, I'd probably actually <laughs> listen to did, it. Do you know how much her career would change? Like, dude, pretty, pretty drastic. Yeah, and she genreed herself as that. I'm gonna go ahead and I think we should lobby for that. Maybe we should like start up some kind of a petition. Sure, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Online petition. <laughs> I'm into that. I, so, I think it's a good idea. So, all of our listeners, uh, help us get started. Start sharing it on on your favorite, you know social media and let's let's get uh pat benatar into the uh what is it called the nerd what was it yeah hashtag pat benatar nerdcore comeback yeah i think it should be hashtag pat beasy that's right yeah there we go hashtag pat beasy pat beasy revival (laughs) that's going in it's going in yeah as soon as the episode's live i'm hashtagging that on facebook and instagram (laughs) yes let's do this uh watch there's like four hundred thousand tags like (laughs) What have we done? It's already already there. You're like, what? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Andy, what were you just listening to? Uh, The last song I did listen to was from a band called D.I. And the song is called Wounds From Within 
off of the, uh, I believe it's the Ancient Artifacts record. DI is something I grew up with in my, you know, my punk rock days from Orange County stuff, you know. And I've always liked DI. I've got them tattooed on me. Um, lately, they're not that great. <laughs> but, like, I always love their old school stuff. I mean, you know, they were the, the uh, you know, they, they from the, ad, you know, the members from the adolescents. And then, you know, the drummer became the singer of DI and, like, the Agnew Brothers. Um, I always liked them because they were kind of a slower punk rock. They had their faster songs, but they always had this, like, these, like, really, like, ominous, eerie slower punk songs that were like just drawn out and kind of kind of droned and i've always liked that and especially like the song wounds from within is you wouldn't expect it to be a punk rock song it's almost like a like a pre-goth song in my opinion it's like super slow and weird when we I, saw I like them it. with the misfits they were really yeah. good like really Dude, good that, that was the same show i opened for the misfits that night and uh then then we played we freaking played amoeba by the adolescents because we're like dude all these di fans are going to be here we played amoeba the crowd went freaking wild and then then di came on like right after us and they fucking played amoeba and i was like fuck <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i was like oh and i walked up to casey royer the singer and i'm like hey man we played amoeba too i just wanted to apologize and he literally looked me in the in the eyes and was like is that your dad behind you i think he wants you to go home and he left and i was like what did you i'm a fan yeah, it was just <laughs> Casey Royer is kind of a notorious dick. And mm -hmm. did you know he made a porno? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, uh, uh, my buddy Joe was super, super into DI. Like he was like a his old band was heavily influenced by DI. And really, then he saw Casey Royer's porno and was like, "I don't like DI anymore." <laughs> he <laughs> saw his penis. It and ruined he's it. Like, I don't like the way his penis looks. I didn't expect it to look like that. <laughs> Fuck DI. <Yeah. laughs> oh, what does DI man. stand for? It's always been an ongoing thing. It's never been a real name. I remember watching an interview on Flipside video. <laughs> yeah, Doggy Intercourse was one of them. But you guys ever remember those Flipside videos from the eighties? Yeah, I saw the same yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there, I think our, our our one of our friends had it, and we were watching it, and they were saying it was dumb idea, but they were all arguing back and forth. Yeah. Like the members were like, I don't know, dumb idea, uh, derogatory something. I don't know. They, it's never been a thing. I kind of like that. Themselves di. I kind of like yeah. that. You know, it's kind of it's kind of ambiguous. Um, ambiguous, exactly. Yeah, I've always liked DI though. Like that, those first few records are just one of a kind, in my opinion. So, Dan, what did you just listen to? Honestly, I can't remember the last song I listened to because I've mainly been listening to podcasts all day, and mm. I don't think we were listening to music in Wifey's car while we were going to get food. So, the last thing that I listened to was a podcast called the uh, Timbo and Sugar Show. It's an MMA podcast, but. It's not oh, really. It's not music, but it was the last thing I listened to. It's an MMA was podcast. The last? Yeah, it's these two MMA fighters. One is in the UFC. The other one is his trainer. Oh uh, man, when he's, you, what's that? When you said that it was an MMA podcast, I got it in my head that it, you just listened to two people beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> what if that was a thing? that would be pretty entertaining. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to start to it. People hitting meat. <laughs> and MMA stands for Mad Men Anchoring. Is that correct? Um, yes. Miss, Mr. Mr. Extra is what it stands for. Oh, that's right. Mr. Mr. Extra. That's my hip hop name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. How about this, Dan? What was the last, what's the, what song is in your head right now? Do you have anything in your head? Love is a um, battlefield. Yeah. Love is a battlefield. I don't care if it's the Excite Bike theme from Nintendo. Like, is it anything? Whoa. Andy I, just I, pulled that one. That's great. Excite Bike. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have anything in my head right now. All right, all right. What shirt are you Usually, wearing? Like, is there any music on your shirt? 
There is. Dan, do you even like music? What's what's going on? Hey, hey, you know what? It's a it's. (laughs) He's gonna turn us into an MMA podcast. That's what he's trying to do. (laughs) He's trying to turn the show. (laughs) Right. It is a Guns N' Roses shirt. Oh, there you go. Yeah, dude, love you, love your GNR. That's actually a pretty sweet shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's a good record. I got it at Kohl's. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to. Okay, real quick, I want to give a a a a shout out. All right. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. So the last few episodes, apparently, I've been crapping all over my wife's music and telling everybody that she has really bad taste in music without directly telling her that she has really bad taste in music. But she really doesn't. All that stuff that I mentioned is the old stuff that she used to listen to. But I just wanted to set the record straight. All right. Dan's getting late again. Well, no, dude. <laughs> she she grew up Probably with not. us, man. And she was always part of that scene. She was in the, you know, hanging out with all of us. She was listening to all that stuff with us, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. She she knows. Yeah. No, I just, course, the last man, few don't. podcasts, I've been giving her crap about Backstreet Boys and Hanson and all this. And they're like, <laughs> she's like, they're going to think I still listen to all that music. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Dude, if you, if you want to be proud of it, be, Andy, listen to it. Andy, it's cool. There's everything. Yes. Everything wrong with that. All right. <laughs> you don't even know me yet. You don't even know me, dude. You, how long have we been friends? All right, Tommy. I mean, Andy. Tommy, want wingy. <laughs> All right. All right. I was just listening to Potbelly Pig by the Toy Dolls. Oh. Yes. Potbelly Pig or pot, Potbelly Bill? Potbelly Bill. Potbelly Bill. I always thought it said Potbelly Pig. It kind of sounds because, like yeah. Potbelly Pig. Yeah. Well, you hear Potbelly in I think, one syllable. That's you know? right. Yeah. Well, I think Olga kind of just sounds like a Potbelly Pig when he sings, right? Yeah, so, it's high pitch. I li- I like yeah, his voice, man. Kind of kind of squealish, kind of squealish. Mm-hmm. He almost sounds like an evil, uh, like kids, like band, you know. But he's and his voice is his accent is so strong. Yeah, too. it is. And yeah, when he when he sings, like it's like a it's like a natural English voice as opposed to like an English person with like an American accent when they sing. Sometimes, like he has that. Like sometimes it's so strong you don't even know what he's saying. And I but haven't it's awesome. I haven't like done research to back this up, but I heard that he sings about like people in his town that he doesn't like. And they right. got like I've heard that they got like crap for it, but uh, they just kept doing it. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true. Allegedly, like, that's what they did. Spread rumors. Yes, yeah, so that pot, yeah. that potbelly Bill. He was probably just like some fat drunk that he was making Jerk. fun of. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just telling everybody what a piece he was. That's it. I used to practice that solo, that main melody, in that all the time, and to get it down right. And that's you know what? In my opinion, he's probably the best guitarist in punk rock, at least. And he's. And he he matches up there with a lot of those like, what are they called like neo folk style mm-hmm. or neo classical neo classical like 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 uh, I'm trying to think of all the other Santriani. Names. Joe Santriani and yeah. yeah I mean he's not he's not as like crazy as they are but he shreds like that so that you know? dude actually got named uh, best guitar player by like a guitar player magazine you know one year and he like mm-hmm. beat out all these metal fucking dudes and uh, it was like a kind of oh, a big yeah. deal people got pissed about it uh i namely bruce dickinson from fucking iron maiden like i know he shits all over punk rockers and there there was like a whole thing no, where he was talking about like they have no business playing guitar you know or not like maybe he didn't say that exactly but he he led or he like alleged that guitar or that punk rock guitar players are shitty and it was just like but what about olga man like that dude fucking shreds yeah, serious mm-hmm 
He really does. That guy is so good at guitar, and I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because we have a segment coming up later. But Brandon, remember how in England the they used to go around to the jazz clubs and they used to like basically pick out people for ska bands. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if they did that with punk rock. If they built like the ultimate punk rock, not even like the ultimate punk rock band, but like you have like that dude on guitar, and then you know Matt Freeman on bass, and then Josh Freeze on drum. You know, like build like a Oh like yeah, the best musicians like a you super can get band, yeah. and see what that punk rock sounds like. You know what I mean? Right. I think, I think I the know. whole toy dolls are really good. I mean, they covered "Flight of the Bumblebee." Man, yeah, they covered that. Yeah. Ride, uh, De- Devil riding went down along. to Georgia was really good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil goes down to Georgia, and then the uh, riding along in my automobile. What's what's that song? The um, mm-hmm. no particular place to go. Yeah, yeah. and yep. no particular Media place to go. No particular place to go. Which I never liked, and but I do like their version. Their version's awesome. Living La Vida Loca? Yeah. Oh, good. Ricky Martin. Yeah. Woo! Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. On that note, we'll be moving on to agree or disagree. Hey, now. Skunk looks surprised. Who the fuck was that? Some crap. That was band. scary, Uncle Steve. Oh, now, now were you singing that one? Uh, that was a tag team. That was me and Nate. Man, you guys Do sound, you guys sound a lot alike to me. Listen harder. You could actually <laughs> find that on Apple Music. That's where I found it. Why aren't you listening to it? Anyway, this week I picked "Cold Was the Ground" by the yeah. Lemonianas. Gosh, I hope I'm, I'm probably slaughtering that. I think that's how you say it. Actually, they're a French Lemignanas. band. What? Say it. Lemonyanas. 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 Because that, yeah. That's what you told us from the get-go, Brandon, I believe. Lemonyanas. That's what it that's, looks like. That's how I was pronouncing it. When I looked it, it up. Yeah. And it's got the little the little squiggly over the the, the, a, the little. <laughs> we found out what it was called. And then forgot again. <laughs> yeah. Because what is it called, right? <laughs> We're educated. It's called the. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, they're a French band, and they're actually um, semi-new-ish, like 2000s, but in my opinion, they sound a bit old. Now, I was introduced to this this song by my wife, and I immediately put it on my... Hall- I have a Halloween playlist, and I put it on there because I was like, man, this is fitting for that. And anyway, I showed it to these guys who'd never heard it before, so I want to know what you think, Dan. Oh, man. So when you first gave me the name... I didn't know what to picture, but the Lemonyanas, for some reason, I immediately thought of a girl band, and I thought of a Hispanic girl band. I don't know why. So that's kind of what I was expecting when I went into it, and it wasn't either of those. But I did like... Well, it's a girl. Well, it's a girl, but she wasn't Hispanic. She was French. And I really enjoyed it. It's kind of... I don't really know how to explain it. The music was a little eerie. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. It just kind of had a creepy feel to it. And you said put you putting it on your Halloween playlist. That makes complete sense. She had a really nice voice. Uh, was the lead instrument banjo? It was. And not really like played traditionally, right? No, and really simple too. But yeah, very simple. It really does something. No, it really does. So I liked the fact that it was folky. And in folk music, 
you think banjo, or if somebody has a banjo, it would make sense. And you think of the like the traditional picking for banjo. This was none of that. And it was like Brandon said, very simple, very basic, but it, I don't know. It just, uh, it gave me goosebumps. I liked it a lot and I'm going to listen to them more. Andy, what did you think of it? I thought it was okay. Now, I did like the quality of the recording, kind of. Um, the girl's accent did kind of bug me because she was like too whispery for me to like understand, I guess. Uh, and there was like a noticeable timing problem with the instruments that kind of got messed up in my ear a little bit. I'm like, that sounds off. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but uh, that's not to say the song didn't have potential. I did like that groove with the banjo and everything. I feel like it could have been done better. Uh you know, I, I hope this wasn't like a we did this on purpose because it's art thing. It, it it sounded like they were recorded individually with a different metronome almost, like a different BPM. And like the when the snare's hitting, it's like it's off, but it doesn't sound like it's purposely off. And uh, and at the end of the song, there's like a mouse click you can hear when she stops singing. Like I me like with recording things like drives me crazy. I did I didn't hate the song. Um, I just felt like it was, they didn't try hard enough to, to record it. And maybe that's just my opinion on how it was, you know, they expressed it that way because they liked it that way. Uh, I don't know, but it didn't really rock my socks. They actually record analog. So I don't think you heard a mouse click, but, um, they, they're known for, they, they, they try to do a, like a vintage sixties French kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think the recording is on purpose, the way it sounds. Well, do you think she maybe just had a random mouse with her while she was recording and then clicked it? I don't, I've never heard that. I've heard, That's I've listened to that song a bunch. Hearing. I'll listen to it again, yeah. but, uh, okay. supposedly they record all analog. Yeah. I wanted to like it, but I just couldn't get a hold of it. So yeah, it's a, it's fair enough. Spot. Fair enough. Skunker. Well, um, so I wanted to not like it when it first started, not to be an <laughs> asshole. Like I just like it started, and I was like, I don't know this. This wants to be Tom Waits. He to still me. wants. And, he still wants revenge for his song yeah, or for his band. It's all about. It's all about revenge. <laughs> but no, like it just. To, it's the second it started, I was like, oh, this band wants to be Tom Waits. But then it fucking as soon as the girl started singing. Like and I really started paying attention. I actually listened to it like four times in a row and was like, you know what, I I really dig it. And uh, the dude that I work with actually, uh, his band is very similar to that. And I just kept like equating it to his band. And I like as soon as like I saw him, I was like, dude, have you heard this? And he goes, oh yeah, I love that band. Like and I like, oh yeah. he heard him. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know it was pretty cool. So I. I liked it. I, I begrudgingly liked it. I guess I should say. <laughs> now, no, question now to I'm feeling like question to everyone: like, Did it make yeah. uh, any of you guys listen to more of them or the album? Yes, I listened to the track after that, and I enjoyed yeah. it. I believe just as much, but honestly, I didn't go back to it because I was getting back to work, and I just haven't gotten back to it yet. Pretty much the same thing. I did listen to the track that followed up because I was like studying stuff anyway. And it, I was like, oh, I like this song better. This one makes more sense to me. However, maybe I listened to a different version. That's could be possible that I just heard like a demo or something, maybe. Who knows? But because the, the timing was so obvious that it was like kind of driving my ear crazy. And all four, all three of you guys are musicians as well. And if you didn't recognize that, I don't know. I noticed well, that album cover look, look like look this. Up. I can't remember. No, it was like yellow, I think. No, that's the, you that's the, no, 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 no
Huh. I'm not it's sure. just two people. They're a duo, by the way. And yeah, it, they're yeah, just like I, in yeah, this like, elevator. Or no, um, staircase might, or something. Okay, so maybe I'll see if that was a different version. And if so, I'll listen to it again and get back to you on episode seven. <laughs> Who knows? Some of their stuff is like spoken word. Like the dude, when he, like, I'm not a big fan when he comes on because he just kind of does this like French spoken word stuff. Uh, I think sometimes in English as well. I really just like her songs, to be honest. It made me. So Skunk, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. And it made me want to listen to more of them, but I didn't because uh, kind of on purpose because I wanted to just listen to this song that you gave us so I could really like focus on this song. And then by the time when all was said and done, I was like, I just didn't go put them back on. I did dig them though. Cool. All right. So I will listen to them again. That was cold was the ground by the lemon. And now we must take a word from our sponsor. We will be right back. On a night that happens one to three times a calendar year, a man that is most likely supernatural, terrorizes the woods, but also sometimes Manhattan, or even space. But this time, he's not our enemy, but our ally. Oh, great. Here comes Mr. Hockey Face again. Wait, is he gonna... with random questions and it looks like i'm first so my random question to everyone is if you had to live in an album cover which one would you live in andy i would live in wild in the streets by circle jerks because it makes (laughs) it makes sense it's just that era of the 80s where la hardcore was at its prime and this is all these cool punk rock dudes that like are just in this that's the scene right there if you look at that picture it's that's the scene it's a really cool colorful album cover but they're all you know it's just that was punk rock i love it and i couldn't think of other rec i was literally going through lists of album covers and i'm like well that doesn't make any sense either why would i be on a want to be on just the color red you know so i tried to look for something that actually made sense and wild in the streets dude circle jerks you ever notice because i i had to pull it back up because i remember uh like I imagine in my head, like a bunch of people running. Looks like they're just walking. There's two no, people in it that are in black and white. Right. The original photo is taken from like I, I want to say a zine, but it's just them in a venue. They're just on a, in a venue, and I think they just like pasted that onto a street or something. I want to say. So the, I've seen the original photo through like some uh, some article, and it's a really cool photo because it's like all these really cool people. It's like Circle Jerks and all these other LA hardcore bands like in the picture. Why are two of them in black and white? Just because the picture they they took from was oh no, three of them are black and white. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, so they cut out like <laughs> random people and pasted them. So probably they just got no. like a black and white photo. Maybe maybe the two black and white ones were cut out, but that photo itself is a bunch of it's it's one photo. There's they're not cut. It's like them in a venue, like just standing around partying or just being punk rockers. Hmm. 
actually. Yeah, it's, it's a cool, like the original photo is really cool. And I don't know why they didn't put that. And they started putting all this like fluorescent stuff on it just to make it more of a colorful album, I suppose. I don't see and, the fluorescent you know, stuff. The circle jerks are colorful. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Am I thinking of a different record? That one's cool, too. I'd live in that, though, as well. So there, no, man. You were talking about the group. Maybe there's a different version of it, too, that like. Hold on. You're talking about the Hold group, on, dude. the group sex album. God, it's group sex, dude. My mistake. <laughs> I thought it was Wild in the Streets. Hey, at least I, I got the band right. I love, I love <laughs> that the, he just it's the same, in your it's face. The same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just in my face, mistaken. But hey, at least that record too is is the same kind of situation. I'd live in that as well. Like walk down the street. Okay, with I see. People. I group see, sex, I see my bad. Now. Group sex by Circle Jerks. I am an amateur. That was just confusing. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, they're they have a similar feel to them for some reason. Yeah. And I, I was scrolling through like my shuffle play, my like ultimate playlist that has all the songs. I'm like looking at all these album covers and I saw that and just immediately thought it was wild in the streets. So, so just, you would just I, like I, forever live in a punk rock show. I mean, that's not terrible. Like, no, no, it's not. But, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, as opposed to like living on a like pyramid or something and weird. I don't know. You wouldn't want to live on a, a pyramid? Like ass first on a pyramid? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> God, no. With the album called Group I, Sex. I don't know. We have different I slowly, preferences. Apparently. I slowly sink every six months. Like yeah. I become the foundation. <laughs> that actually used to be a torture device back in like, uh, I saw it at the torture museum in in, uh, in Italy. And it was uh, horrifying. Really? Yeah, it was what? like a this big metal pyramid. And you just like, they would just sit you naked on it on your butt. <gasps> and then you just slide down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Times no. have changed. Well, Times yeah. have changed. Too bad. Too bad for that. The old butt splitter. <laughs> yeah. That's what Screw it was called. <laughs> the old butt splitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> right. Butt splitters. All right, uh, skunk. Well, so uh, my initial response was going to be the Green Day Dookie one cuz I want to be a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but a good then, answer. I started thinking more like, you know, I immediately went to like Iron Maiden, but Power Slave, but I'm still me and I still know all the stuff that I know, but I'm living in like ancient Egypt, right? So I could be like, you know, I could sit on show, a pyramid. Yeah, I'd sit on a pyramid, but I'd show those guys some shit, you know, like <laughs> you show them technology and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'd become like, like, you know, there's Ra and Anubis, and I'd be Skunkus, and they'd like have this fucking uh, what do they call those things? The the little hieroglyphics, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you like, would turn into a god, man. Yeah, if you showed I, him stuff. I I I think that's a good answer. I think I'm gonna stick with that answer because yeah, I could do a lot with that. Yeah, I'm pulling these up <laughs> as you guys are talking to them. Not not to correct anybody. Uh, that was an accident. Uh, just to see them, and that that album cover's cool looking, man. I like it. And it's got the dude. What's it? Like, what, he, he's got a name, right? Eddie. Eddie. That's right. Yeah. He's he's mm. uh, he's the Sphinx, right? No, he's just a dude. Well, he's he's like a giant sarcophagus. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. I just feel like I could, I could do a lot with that. I'm looking mm. to get something out of this answer. So <laughs> that's that's what that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, Dan, what album cover would you live in? The Magical Mystery Tour by The Beatles. That's a pretty okay. good answer. And why, you ask? Because they look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> Paul is the walrus. I don't know even what these other uh, like animals are. There's a walrus. It looks like a some sort of a chicken. 
maybe a oh, rabbit. Yeah, dude, it's it's weird. weird, but they look like they're having a really good time. And I've been in this state yeah. of mind before, ladies and gentlemen, and it's pretty fun and liberating, but they look like they're just having a great time. And I want to put my and, arms out like that. Yeah. And the fact that they wanted that to be the record cover is just amazing too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll dress up weird. <laughs> like we're the, they were like the Beatles, like before that. I mean, that came after Sergeant Pepper, well, right? Or did it come before? They were running out of ideas and the producers like, all right, Paul, John, you guys split a half a sheet of acid. Ringo, yeah. George, you guys split this eighth of mushrooms, and let's and come like, up with wardrobe, an album. You need to take both, and let's do some art, bro. Yeah, they just Dude, send them looks, into a closet it looks like with a, a bunch terrifying, of terrifying, like children's show. Yes, it really yeah. does. The banana splits almost. Oh my you goodness! Remember that show from the seventies? That boba show or booba yeah. boba? I don't know. We were in Palos Verdes when that came on, and. Brandon and I watched that at like three o'clock in the morning, and it felt like we were stoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so weird. Ugh. I I don't know why they showed that to children. Well, the same with the Teletubbies. I was just whack too. It was worse was than the weird. Teletubbies. Though. It's, it's like how can you get creepy? How can I you remember get creepier. Boba, yeah. Weird. Ugh. Yeah. Brandon. All right. So my answer is. Basically anything from Roger Dean. Roger Dean uh, illustrated, painted, in fact, um, Yes albums and Asia and Gentle Giant. But the album in particular, looking through them, would probably be the Anderson uh, Buford and Howe album, which is like, and Wakeman, which is funny because all of them were members of Yes, but they started a new band that was just their last names. Progressive Rock had that thing, you know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and there's a bunch of others. Uh, that, that were just like their last names, and that was their band. Uh, very creative. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Yes pretty much started another band and didn't call it Yes. I'm not that big of a fan of the album. It's okay. It sounds yeah, like cool. it sounds like old progressive rock dudes like still doing progressive rock and not like as really cool and intricate as it was. But the album cover is really cool, it, it, and he draws these kind of otherworldly places with her, the trees look like earth trees but slightly mm-hmm. askew and Canyon-y. yeah and it, and it just like looks like this like really cool fantasy world but this one in particular kind of has a sci-fi feel to it as well and mm-hmm. the mixture of sci-fi and fantasy to me feels really cool to live in so that's why i chose it can you give me that cool. album name again brandon uh the album name is just their names anderson, anderson buford wakeman how yeah it almost yeah, looks so. like a it's like out of Utah too. Like it's got those weird red weird rock formations. Yeah, with the egg building. That's I, I don't know if I'd want to live there. This looks like something out of fucking like some video game that I started and then was just like, fuck this. <laughs> it's two RPG. <laughs> Pretty back, crazy. I like back it. in the Atari days. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I I would suggest like anybody that likes kind of art like that to check out roger dean's stuff his his stuff is really cool, cool. if you ever seen the the album uh, fragile from yes he did that and he did i think like almost all of asia's albums as well yeah. and a lot of gentle giant a lot of the progressive rock people just kind of picked them up so cool well that's your answer and you're sticking to it all right so my random question is what is your guys uh go-to driving music like if you're taking a road trip say like what's your what's what do you put on just to fucking be on for a long time and let me hear you, Andy. Uh, when I drive road trips, if I'm not listening to a podcast or anything like that, I put on Queens of the Stone Age. 
preferably songs from the deaf or the album before that i think it's just rated r easy to listen to it's not overly aggressive but it's still good rock in my opinion and well written and well produced and sounds good in a car with a decent stereo good pick yeah queens of the stone age good pick yeah. i like them yeah i like them too joshua tree rock or he's they're from palm springs actually originally right i want to say but um, I didn't get into Queens of the Stone Age until I was in my 30s, believe it or not. I mean, I, I liked them when like they got big and I was like, oh, they're really cool. But I never, you know, got into them. And, you know, it was probably like seven years ago I started listening to their records. I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. And yeah, road trips are go good with it. The bass yeah. player from Scary Uncle Steve has just recently got really into them. So like every really? every time we're hanging out now. You know, if we're like having like a backyard hang, he's that's mm-hmm. what's on. I think it's really mm-hmm. funny because I don't not like him, but I'm just like he's like a he's a pretty fucking punk rocker. You know, like a yeah, he's a pretty diehard punk rocker. And it's like hmm. Every time he puts it on, I'm just looking at him like hmm. Well, also, <laughs> I mean, they're not. I don't know if there's it's their original bass player. I can't remember his name, but he's also the bass player in the Dwarves. Yeah, maybe he's just hearing hearing a little Dwarves in there. Yeah. I don't know because he he sings he sings a. The first song on uh, "Songs for the Deaf." Uh, oh, the, scre- the, name the screamy it. guy. He's the he's the screamer, and uh, he you know if you listen to the Dwarves, I, I think it's I think Heaven no, there's a record with the song's called "The River City Rapist" or whatever, and he's this, that he's has he screams like that. It's awesome. He's got an awesome screaming voice. So he sings another tune that, in it, I believe, too. That that album, uh, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was though. Yeah. yeah, Millionaire is that the one he sings? Millionaire. As well? Million. He sings the first mm-hmm. track and then Millionaire. Is one of them. Those and girls then, are in it, right? Yeah. And then... Yeah, uh, there's a few. He's, yeah, then there's another one. He's got know. a cool voice, though. He does these weird high-pitched stuff, too. He's like, ooh! He does all that weird... I like you how you're going to do you it, don't... and then you were like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. You know why none he of hiccup. us remembered <laughs> what the first track was called? Because it's called, You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, But I Feel Like a Millionaire. Yeah. That's a lot of words. Yeah. It's a little bit of words. And, and, and Josh Home is like a great lyricist too, a great singer as well. He he has so much uh, range and dynamic in his vocals because he does a lot of soft and a lot of big as well, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. So, Dan? My go-to driving music is jazz music, um, especially on a long drive because long drives can can stress anybody out. I mean, driving to me, especially a long drive, it can be relaxing, but then after a while... Like the drive from here to Winnemucca was so redundant. It was like 10 hours and I did it so many times. But especially the older I get, jazz music really, really relaxes me. And when I do stuff like paint and other uh, activities like that, I usually pop on some jazz. So, yeah, I mean, and there's it's such a wide range. Um, I'm not too big on like the the new wave jazz um, really at all. But like, uh, of course, like Miles Davis, Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, even the older stuff. Um, oh, okay. like the old like swing jazz days like Duke Ellington, Benny Goodman, but Duke Ellington's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have a funny story. So I just got a record player and, uh, my, not for the first time I've had records, but, uh, my daughter was like stoked about it. And she's like, put this one on, put this one on. And then she picked my miles Davis album and I was like, all right, I'll put it on. And she immediately said, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were telling me that you were listening to it and you didn't, and you said it was just kind of like, you kind of like, it was like, okay or whatever, but he's got some really good stuff, but jazz musicians, like they put out so much music. I'm sure that dude has yeah. like a thousand albums and the Django mm-hmm. Reinhold guy, like yeah, Django Reinhardt. Yeah. Like those, Django. <sighs> 
man. Yeah, it's those... not the albums that they do record, it's the albums they don't record, right? Yes. That was supposed to be a b- huh? jazz joke, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I might be mistaken, but Django, Reinhardt, and like uh, Duke Ellington, I wouldn't consider them jazz. Well, Django well, was originally a gypsy artist, right? And he started in the gypsy scene back in like the... I don't know the twenties, the thirties, right? I, I want to say my a... dad was a huge fan of him, yeah. and he was he introduced me. To, he gave me a huge box. He's like, "You need to listen to Django," and uh, I think he started like kind of like a, a traveling gypsy, but he played like almost a swing jazz yeah. type thing going on. Just a, lot a lot of, of that, guitar jamming. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Like nowadays, people call it swing, but it was all jazz back then. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, big band and swing and stuff like that. But it was. I'll just consider jazz now with him. I have no idea. Um, It was a little bit different, but he could have considered himself jazz or maybe for the most part, most people did. And so when you, you brought up jazz, I'm glad you brought up that era of jazz. Cause in in speaking of my dad as well, when I grew up as a kid in the eighties, he was listening to like modern jazz and whenever I would be in the car with him, he'd be playing it on long road trips. And that that's his go-to on road trips, by the way, like most boring jazz in the world. It's like, you guys remember like living in California, there was like The Wave, I think was the name of the uh, radio station. It was the most just sleepiest music and he loved it. He'd play it and it was just, it. there was something so freaking boring. And growing up, I always thought that was jazz. Like that was jazz because my dad would be like, this is jazz. And it is jazz, but it's so boring compared to what I learned, what you know, original jazz was. I just wanted to get that out there because it, it kind of screwed me up as a kid, almost made me not want to listen to music. My dad put me through the so. same hell, Andy. Trust me. Um, and I believe okay. it's called New Wave Jazz, but it's awful. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't even explain it. It's Kenny G. Can, it's yes. Like that. It's, yeah, exactly. It's that style. Ooh. Yeah, it's not I have good. to say, I haven't done a deep dive on jazz, but I, I'm not a fan. Even the older stuff. It's just like music theory. It feels like music theory being shoved down my throat all the time. Yeah. And it's just like jammy. Like I want to appreciate it, but I just, maybe I haven't heard the right stuff. And it, like I appreciate them as musicians because they just jam and like they figure all these chords out together and they play them and I'm like, what is that root note that they're doing? It doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, it but they know doesn't. they know what's coming, right? Because they're just yeah, following yeah, yeah, music yeah. theory. They're oh, like, oh, you're playing like, yeah, that, so this music. is next. Yeah, they start in the key of B or whatever and right. go from there. And but the I always gotta appreciate the drummers. They're the ones that are really like yes, I agree leading, with that. Leading the parade, so to speak. Yeah. And then no other drummer, like style of drummer, drummer can play a ride cymbal like a jazz player can. True. Yeah. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of really like slow jazz where it's, there's not even a lot of drums. It's a lot of piano and trumpet, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. Who, uh, it's pretty cool that Brandon picked that. Uh, so, you know, I have a lot of playlists for like any occasion, rainy day, morning, you name it. Like I have a playlist for it, but what I find myself when I get in the car and I can't think of an album to listen to, I always put on my eighties playlist. Like, and I feel like that's about all I listen to in the car. Good pick. Like it's my go-to and like I've constructed it over the years. It's really long. It's like one of my longest and I sort of, I've put in not like punk rock eighties and stuff, you know, just like new wave, dark wave, but I wanted it to feel like I was listening to an eighties radio station. So I put in just like even stuff I didn't like. And I'm finding myself like going like, I need to refine this because I skip a lot of stuff. But so I recently I've been like putting in only the stuff I like and taking out stuff I don't like to make it like my eighties radio station. And it's just 
it's just happy stuff, you know. And it just makes me nostalgic, feel like a kid. And my daughter doesn't seem to mind it. She doesn't tell me to turn it off. So that's a plus <laughs> yeah, it's, too. You can't put on Miles Davis in that car. Yeah. No. Turn it off. Well, my right. my go-to driving music, have you guys ever heard the Budos band? No. Do you know what that is? Nope. So Mm-mm. they're not an actual style. Like, I don't know how to describe them. They, they call themselves Afro, not Afro beat. It's Afro funk. I don't know, but they're instrumental. They're from New York. They're this, they're this, like, they, they just play, like, it's, it's almost jazzy, but it's not jazz. And it's almost old 60s stuff, but it's not. They're they're really interesting and they're like then you you look up a picture of them and they're just like dudes like us they're just like younger like 30 somethings that are just like some of them have beards some of them are into like punk rock and shit but they are like they almost have like a big band feel too but not in a way that Brandon hates like mm. they're i mean they're they they take all this shit and they mesh it into this stuff and it's it's really good to just put on and tune out you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's really good to drive around to. It's really good if you're like doing some work around the house and you want to drill, like, you know, or you know, you're working with your power tools and stuff. You can just blast it. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Budos. Oh, band. that's good because I'm like always Budos using band. power tools. What's the what's the <laughs> yeah. what is it? Can you spell it for me? B u d o s. Let me check them out. The Budos band. Do you yeah. like the meters? The meters. I've never heard the meters. They're an instrumental, mostly instrumental funk band. I'd probably like them. It's it's really cool. I think you dig them. You should check them out. I'll check them out if you check out Budos Band. I am. I tit, wrote it down. Tit it sounds or like tat. something I'd like. <clears throat> Shoot, dog. Well, hell yeah. Andy, what's your random question? What's your favorite diva star, guys? Any kind of diva? Doesn't matter from the 80s. Could be from the 70s. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> I was raising my hand. Uh, yeah. P.P. Arnold. Don't know that. She's a soul singer. Uh, she so she originally did the um the first cut first cut is the deepest which Cheryl Crow covered and like killed it like what uh, how, can can you kazoo it uh kazoo it <laughs> I used to think it said the first time I saw Jeebus but it doesn't <laughs> well, it it's doesn't the, dang it first time is the deepest but it's like uh, uh it's it's you'll have to listen to it it's it's a great song and she has other great hits too. And, and a cool thing about her is she had the band, the nice speaking of progressive rock as her backing band. She didn't like the current backing band she had. So she picked this band that was a jammy band and she had them as their backup band and she called them the nice. So it was PP Arnold and the nice. And then they would play before, like they would open the show and then she would play with them. Right and on. the producer, when she was back in America, because this was in England, when she was back in America, the producer signed them. And she's like, they stole my band. Um, and they ended up becoming like one of the first uh, progressive rock bands. And what was really cool about the nice was the keyboard player. He said, I'm sitting in front of this piece of furniture and I see the guitar player and the bass player and the singer like, you know, running around having a good time and I'm just stuck here. So he started like jumping behind and playing the keys backwards and he started getting these throwing knives and sticking them in between the the keys to make like sustain and he would stick them in and pull them out and then he'd pull them out and chuck them at his cabinet and the band members were saying that sometimes he wouldn't sharpen them so they would come flying back at the band members and one time it flew back and stabbed a woman in the leg and she passed out in the front row of the audience (laughs) that that sounds hardcore instead of their band check out check out the nice go watch live videos of them they're they're nuts and they're awesome and like i like the idea that they were stuck as like a backing band 
And I feel like, this is only my theory, that I feel like once they became their own band, maybe that's why progressive rock started is because they, they were kept in a box and then now they're like unleashed. So they're just doing right. crazy stuff, you know, because they're, yeah. Like so PP uh, Arnold, she's awesome. There's a lot of great history behind her. Right so what'd you pick, Skunk? Uh, I had to go with Ella Fitzgerald, but specifically Ooh. all the Ella Fitzgerald stuff that she does with Louis Armstrong, like all yes. the duet stuff. Yes. I love that. I like I every time it comes on, I'm just I'll sometimes I'll even stop what I'm doing like and just just listen for a minute. Enjoy She's it. just got such a cool voice. There's the one uh, I'm it was recorded live. I can't think of the name of the song for the life of me and I'm not going to go look it up cuz it'll take forever. But uh, there's the one where she does like the scat stuff, and she's like, and she goes off on this whole big long thing, and then finally she like she comes back and goes, "I'll bet these people wonder what I'm singing," and it's just fucking awesome. Oh, cool. It cracks me up, that's man. Cool. It's that's cool yeah, stuff. She kicks yeah. ass. My little niece was named after her too, which just always Ella. puts a smile on my face every time I see her. Yep, that's Eleanor. great. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Well, Dan. Well, my favorite diva, I would have to go with Bjork. Bjork, she's yeah, her voice is amazing. Yeah, she's as cute as her voice is. She's yeah, beautiful. She's, so she's got a beautiful voice. Icelandic. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always just been a fan of Bjork. Uh, she has really cool music videos, and um, I don't, I really don't have much to say about her, but she is pretty awesome. Andy. So uh, I got a story. A, a friend of mine has told me this story, but he he's a bit older than me. And in the 90s, he went to some random party in Los Angeles. And he was a huge Bjork fan. And this is back when she was still with the Sugar Cubes. And they just played at this party. And then she, then like some other band was playing and she was dancing in the crowd. And he was like right next to her. And there was broken glass on the floor. And she kept dancing around it. And he's like, and he's like this bashful dude. And he walked up. He's like, uh, excuse me, uh, you, you're dancing on glass. And she just went, I don't care. And just kept dancing. <laughs> She was like know, a, a, cool a child actress too in like uh, commercials and stuff. And she's always was been she? like adorable. Yeah. Cute as a button. Yeah. yeah. Except she does not like media. Are buttons People. cute? No. Like... And she's, she's awesome in interviews. She'll just say like, I'm not telling you that. Yep. Uh, I, I love it, man. She's yeah, a powerful she's, she's woman. Kind of a, she's, she's cute and she's kind of a badass. Oh, you know what? Of, you guys, you know. I apologize. I did want to add something. So I thought with picking Bjork, I was going to get flack because... Of the word diva, people think of diva, so they think of like Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, stuff like that. But the word Bjork in Icelandic literally means diva. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I I can't tell if you're if you're. I'm I'm being serious. Melissa and I looked it up the other night, and oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. I'm like, well, so here we go. You guys ready for this? Fucking Madonna. Get get bent. Like early. Yeah, like early Madonna, eighties, all the way up to borderline, like, strike, like all all the way up to like Vogue, like that era of just my childhood, I guess I would say, because it's always been there, right? It's she was all over MTV, but she was also like a working badass. If you ever seen her live shows from the nineties and stuff, she fucking performed, man, and she put on a show, and you know the amount of time she would change backstage and like all this. But even early, like my sister, she loved Madonna as a child. Same. And I, rem- and I remember, dude, we went to church and she did like a virgin. They danced like her and her friend danced like a virgin at church. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my mom thought that was cool. <laughs> you know, she, Andy, I thought you were let her do it. I thought you were joking at first. So the whole time I'm like, oh, he's still going I, really on. Not. He's still no, going on dude, about I Madonna. Actually, I thought yeah. you were joking. What's, I appreciate more of that type of music the older I get. And I don't know if that has to do with like aging and settling down my brain, but like some. 
there's some pop songs that I'll start singing now, and I'm like, you know what? They probably were a guilty pleasure, and I just never admitted it. Yeah, but I've always liked Madonna, and let me let me tell you she, this: she had Andy. great songs. So I have my record collection, right? And I just got a record player, as I said. Yeah. And a couple people have like given me records, just like I don't have one. You could have this. You seem to be into records over the years, and I was looking through them. And I found an early '80s Madonna record, and mm-hmm. I got excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Did you, did I like you listen that to stuff. it? I yeah, haven't yeah. listened I mean, to it yet. It's not. It's pretty good, man. Uh, it, it's '80s because like it, you, that sound is still there. And like you know, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, I was like, I hate it, you know. And I think I hated it for most of my life. And then I realized that like it was catchy enough, and I liked it. Yeah, my sister had a, a live tape of her in the '80s, and I watched it over and over again. So th- those songs like burn into my yeah, memory. exactly. It's like a staple of it. yeah, right, right. Before okay, we move cool. on from this, from this diva topic, I just want to mention: Have you guys heard Lucille Bogan? before mm-hmm. no sir no i hadn't either but i watched this new netflix show that's um hosted by nicholas cage and it's like the history of cuss words i actually don't like the show it feels like one of those vh1 like remember the 80s show i was hoping it was going to be more historical it, but it turned me on the song and this is from i want to say let me let me look it up because i don't want to i want it to be as impactful as possible okay this song it was written in it's not showing me. Hold on. 2004. Sorry. 2000, all the way back in 2004. No, <laughs> uh, in the like 1920s. Wow. Okay. 1920s. Are you guys ready for the lyrics? Go. Go. I got a man I love. I got a man I like. Every time I fuck them, men's, I give them the, the god, doggone clap. Oh, baby. Give them the doggone clap. But that's the kind of pussy that they really like. I told him I got a good cock, and it's got four Wait, is this Cardi damn B? good names. Yeah, I was like, rough top, <laughs> tough cock, rough cock, cock with a bone. You can fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. That's from Jeez. the 1920s. So who's when you to listen say? It, it is wow. jarring. Did they because burn old... her at the stake? Seriously, like there's had to be some sort of punishment for that. There had to be if she got that out there. No, man. She's like, wow. she was like really renowned they say like blues and jazz musician she was like the Nicki minaj of the 20s i'm saying the cardi b of the 20s yeah jeez. <laughs> dirty Cal- blues calm down there it. lady yeah wow good lord just, that's pretty cool she said worse shit cows, than i say yeah until yeah. the cows come <laughs> home is what what it's called that song so i suggest you guys <laughs> listen to it okay and i and, will uh, uh i just i put it on for my wife i was just like hey listen to this song and it like jarred her you know i mean she cusses, we cuss, we're a cussing yeah, but house. Like, but you're not expecting it from that, that type of music. Right. Yeah. Wow. Weird. All right, Pretty anyway, awesome. Dan, what's your question? My question is, what is your favorite movie soundtrack, Brandon? You know what? I was like having a hard time with this until it clicked in my head. The harder they come. Mm. The harder they come has Jimmy Cliff. It's got Toots and the Mytals. It's got Desmond Decker. It's all old Bunch of good music, uh, yeah. Jamaican ska and, and really? reggae. And uh, here's the part that's harder for me to admit. I've never seen the movie before. (laughs) I bought this album uh, on CD when I was 20 just because I liked the album cover. And and it was like, you know, Jimmy Cliff Presents. And I didn't even know it was was a movie. And I I, I listened to it and I was like, this is such a great comp. And I was like, oh, this is a movie soundtrack. And I don't know why I haven't checked out the movie yet. I should. I think it's from the 70s interesting but yeah but the but the album is great like if you're just looking for like a good like ska mm-hmm. reggae comp 
the harder they come. That's a great answer. Cool. Andy. Um, and mine was a toss up too, because I was going to go with something more modern. And that I thought, I hey, dude, there's some really cool old school stuff out there. And I mean, pretty much anything by Bernard Herman, which is all, all, almost all of Hitchcock's movies. So the movie Vertigo mm. in, in particular. Um, but anything he has done is just so cool. I mean, because it's a full orchestra and they score that stuff like to the screen back then. And like I, some of the movies I can't even remember, but I can remember the scores because they're so unique and one of a kind, like compared to any other movie, like those Hitchcock movies back in the day. So Vertigo, Bernard Bernard Herman, he's awesome actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick score, yeah, because Dan oh, changed it, his was question. It well, it was you changed it to soundtrack. Yeah, I still wrote down score. So if <laughs> oh man. no, it's half one. It's it's all no. good. Um, oh, War games. sorry. <clears throat> I've screwed up twice already. Mine, huh? all right, Horror? for to clear any confusion, I had originally said score, and right. Brandon had gently asked me to not withdraw the question, but he was like, well, how about soundtrack? Because score could be a little too... So I thought about it, and I changed yeah. it to soundtrack, but... That's yeah. That's that's not your bad. I'll take right. I'll take right. your answer, dude. That's perfect, dude. That's cool. I okay, had it, score written down and just I'll go. barely before the show remembered, so I don't blame you. But uh, <laughs> right, I absolutely love confused. your answer. Yeah, because yeah, uh, okay. that dude is awesome. He's done other stuff too. Uh, we uh, Bub Club, my horror movie podcast, we covered scores, and uh, his name came up a lot. Yeah, he's I mean, awesome. He's, that's he's a really amazing. great he, pick. He collaborated with Hitchcock all the time. Did uh, so I'll just say pick Dave, a score too. I, I'll just say dazed and confused. I answered both. <laughs> That's not bad. You did answer picked, both. Nice. I picked score and soundtrack because I, I do remember I you better. changing it. But you guys are gonna get pissed at me when I tell you what my score was. No country for old men. <laughs> There's no music. Yeah, okay, I'm glad somebody got it. There's no music. <laughs> that movie is so I eerie, love dude. that. Yeah, and I think that's the it's one good. of the most eerie parts of that movie. And like halfway through it, you're like, "Why is this movie so eerie? So uncomfortable? No right? music." <sighs> That killer dude makes me so fucking uncomfortable. Oh, Javier, you know what? Javier, uh, yeah, whatever his haircut. Oh, even. he's like, oh. dude. You know what though? <laughs> Wasn't he more really? scary before they gave him a name? Like when he was just walking around as the psycho that was killing people. That was just the yeah. the guy. Like he fucking scared kind of anonymous the almost. shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Woody Harrelson says his name, and I was like. Oh, and it's kind of a shitty name too. Sh- like, Shigar really? or something, or like yeah, something Anton weird. Shigar. Yeah, uh, I, I hope it was like Tom. But I like. Yeah, yeah I knew <laughs> all like, the Antons listening were just like fuck skunk. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but no, okay. So my my real so answer. Soundtrack? I like. I know it's new and it's probably like cliche. I guess maybe, but uh, the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Uh, I was gonna. That's the, good. I was gonna guess that. I was like, gonna guess that good. for you. Every fucking song on that soundtrack hits so hard. It's so good. There's songs on that soundtrack that like I hated when I was a kid, and then they came on in that movie, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it's yeah. so good. Yeah, they're so good. They're, dude, it is they're, good. I used to make fun of. I, like I used to make fun of Hooked on a Feeling all the time when I was younger because you know that was the Ally mm-hmm. McBeal thing you know and everybody made fun of the stupid baby dancing but God damn it that song is great man yeah yeah I I it, 
I can't. And help it's where it. they where they where they cue the songs in the movie, like really just makes it awesome too. And so you yeah, appreciate so, that song with what's yeah. going on because it, like I said, it's cued right at a perfect. Like, why is this song playing right now? I love that. It almost obscure, feels like a music way video sometimes. Like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ooh, good answer. I mean, even uh, and yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it like looks like a mixtape, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be his mixtape. Supposed tape, to be, yeah. Supposed really to cool. be, yeah. It's exactly it's, what he was it is. a kid. Even and the second one has a great soundtrack too. Like, uh, and then even David Hasselhoff's stupid song at the end is like, "What in the hell?" I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. That's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite movie soundtrack is Dazed and Confused. <laughs> oh, Andy picked that at a random. Uh, so good, yeah, we get to talk good. about it now. Yeah. So, well, I won't say too much about it. But when I when I was a kid, like I was just starting to get into uh, like different styles of music and like rock and roll and punk rock. This was like right before I got into punk rock. But I remember um, my sister coming home and she had rented this movie. It was like oh, I believe like nineteen ninety three or ninety four. Anyways, long story short, she comes home. We watched the movie, and I think we actually ended up keeping the rental for like two weeks and we owed so much money on it because we just kept watching it over and over and over and over and we fell in love with the soundtrack so much my sister went out and bought the soundtrack and i believe it's a two disc or a two it was that's like, what i remember too like a two tape soundtrack one was pink one was mm-hmm. blue and it just yep. had so many good bands i mean aerosmith the runaways um a really it was rare at the time because i mean we didn't have all the technology we do nowadays but there was a song by bob dylan called hurricane and my sister and I couldn't find it anywhere, mm-hmm. and it was on that soundtrack, and we were so stoked that that it, we actually got a copy of it. But yeah, that's all I got to say. I, I don't remember who did it, but that Cherry Bomb song I've always liked a lot. I think that was the Runaways. That's the Runaways. Is it the Runaways? It is. Cherry yeah. Hello, Bomb. which is also yeah. on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. It's oh, a nice. very, oh, very, crossovers. very sassy like rebel uh, rebel song. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm gonna name my favorite score. Okay, just for the hell of it, the thing. Ooh, the thing. Like I okay. absolutely love that. I could listen to it in a dark bedroom and feel cold. Do you yeah, mean man. John Carpenter's yeah, the thing? Yes. Yeah, but okay. he didn't do the score though. Well, no, it's like I mean, one of his. But it's his that, movie. Yeah. That movie. Yeah, it's not not thing from another world. Yeah, there's which was there's the, a couple yeah. different ones. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. And then the the thing, the remake, uh, not remake, prequel. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. John Carpenter's the thing for sure. Which they took pieces, pieces, they took pieces, they took pieces of that and used it for um, Hateful Eight for Quentin Tarantino's movie. Yeah, they did. The same guy scored it and like used unreleased stuff from the thing because he was like actually inspired by the thing. And what's funny is he like had them watch it and uh, Kurt Russell's in the thing and in, you know, both movies. They made Kurt Russell watch that movie. Kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will return with Jason's 42 cents. Hey, hi. Whoops. <laughs> we're on break, right? Are we on uh, break? We're about to be. Sorry. I'm not editing that out, dude. That was great. What happened? <laughs> Just, that, could, that could be his new segment part. Like, Jason's 42 cents. Hey, hi. <laughs> it's, it's... Uh, here's, the re- here's the real sound drop. All right, so in this segment, we show our friend Jason a song, album, or band that he's ne- that we're pretty sure he's never heard before, and we have him give his opinion about it. So tonight we picked Gangsters by The Specials, also known as The Special, a.k.a. Uh, they're from England, from uh, Coving... Not Covington. Cov- Covington. 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 
the specials are unique. All right. So they, they're these guys from England and they decided to get black dudes and white dudes and put them in a band, which crazy enough hadn't been that popular back then. And they, what they also did is they combined punk rock and old uh, Jamaican ska and combined it together. And the, they pieced it together with the uh, songwriter and keyboardist by the name of Jerry Damers. And Jerry Damers went to nightclubs all over the place, handpicking these members out. They get political, very political, talking about things that nobody was talking about in that era. And that era was the late 70s. And you have this really revolutionary band that started this whole two-tone ska movement, which was actually the record label that Jerry Damers had and was operating out of his apartment building. And all of those bands, to me, are pretty awesome. The Specials, definitely my favorite. They have such a unique sound. I would think, I would probably throw in there like maybe some 80s new wave, like it kind of sounds 80s new wave punk rock and ska, but they really changed it. And then they unfortunately inspired a lot of the, the the third wave ska which in my opinion isn't that great but they also inspired bands like operation ivy and mm-hmm. toasters which toasters was the band we saw skunk that i talked about on the last show not the pie tasters the yeah toasters. um mm. i remembered that after you said that and not to not to interrupt you but uh i think we played with them too my old band because we you played did. with those yeah we played with those guys every time they came for some reason and i to this day, I hmm. still don't know why we didn't sound like them. But they're good. I, they I like the good. toasters. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm pretty sure we're all a big fan of the specials, right? 100%. Most definitely. Yeah. I love the specials. Scott, they're, I mean, they were the best. I mean, what were they? they? They were 80s, right? I mean, they weren't before. Did they start in the late 70s? Or yeah. It was 70, late, okay. I think they late started. Late 70s, yeah. All their songs are, uh, not all their songs, but, you know, most of their songs on their earlier records are just hits, man. Every single, you, you can sing that entire record, you know, front to back, and I, I love it. I love Self-titled. Specials. Yeah. Yeah, um, self-titled. Are we going to do a, uh, like, a vote, like, what we think Jason's going to think about it? Yeah, let's Predict. Predict. Uh, 77 is like when they first started. I think they came out with their first album in 79, which was produced by Elvis Costello, which is pretty awesome. And they've only really put out two full-length albums and more specials, their second album. They Mm -hmm. got a little funny because Jerry Damers really wanted to take him in a different direction. He wasn't just satisfied with redefining ska. He wanted to go somewhere else. And the other bands didn't really like it. So the other bands, the other band members didn't like it. So uh, three of them split off to form the Fun Boy 3, which is another uh, band that I really enjoy as well. Oh, cool. Uh, So, Dan, what do you you think? What do you think? Jason's going to like this or not? I think he's going to enjoy the tune, but I don't think he's going to like the vocals okay yeah so again yeah i, I think he'll i think he'll like the music the music that's it's a great song when you think the specials like if you're going to show somebody a song you you show them this song or you show them you know nightclub or or ghost town you yeah. know this is one of their like iconic songs so again i think he's going to like the music i don't think he's going to have a problem with it but i don't think he's going to like how uh, uh terry that's his name right the singer terry terry hall yeah, yeah. yeah. terry hall i don't think he's going to like terry's vocals that's just my prediction <laughs> i don't know i could be completely wrong but i love uh-huh. his voice i love oh, the yeah, whole band i love everything they do yeah i same. think 
I th- I think he's gonna definitely appreciate some of the instruments that are being played in this song in particular, especially the bass, because that bass is is definitely playing a bunch of awesome notes and it sounds great. And I think he's gonna appreciate hopefully the organ going on in there. Uh, I don't think he's gonna like Terry too much. Um, you know, Terry is. I don't know if he's down with like the whole English thing. You know, I don't think he is at all. I think he's gonna appreciate the band though, and then the, and then the groove to it. So that's I'm gonna say neutral. I think Horace Panter is the the bass player. He was a huge inspiration for oh, me. Sorry. It's Panter. Yeah, not, he was not Painter. I think it's Panter. P A N T E R. Okay. Have I any, always said any of you guys or... had the privilege of seeing them perform? No, no. Unfortunately, I wish. not. I have. I have. It was awesome. Yeah, I I, I, I saw him recently. It was when not they, with Terry Hall though, right? No, Novell well, Staples probably. No, uh, new drummer they, as well. Probably it's when they did. They just did a revival for. They got him to come to punk rock bowling a couple of years ago, and it wasn't oh, cool. Yeah, it was all of them, dude. It was and the fucking bass player. You're right, man. He was he. Uh, there was a couple times where uh, they had to like catch him and stand him back up because he was like he was playing and going dancing around so much he almost like fell down. You know, it was, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's Not the thing I love about. Right. Um, ska bands mainly the the two-tone stuff in general is they were dancers man when yeah when i saw them i saw them at club nokia in downtown la which is connected to the staples center and it's on the second floor you know not a huge it's a mid-sized venue kind of like theater ish size kind of like the palladium but when they performed dude i mean i dressed up i mean if i had a fedora i was like i'm gonna go fucking dancing tonight this is gonna be so fun and i went yeah and good for you they fuck when they when they came on i, I shit you not the floor was shaking like yeah. it would stop dancing and the floor was like in a wave like it was like flexing because people were freaking skanking so hard that and this was like the coolest thing ever everyone's in these suits and we're all just dancing in this huge crowd like blast that's how it was terry, it, sorry go ahead terry was hilarious yeah terry was hilarious he was like Something got brought up about like Katy Perry, and he's like, "I think Katy Perry's a bloody cunt." And he just kept saying that in between songs. <laughs> dude, that dude always looks upset. I've watched documentaries about them and about like the two tone ska, and he like is always Sad. looks so pissed, dude. Pissed like, or depressed? It, there's this. Um, uh, I think it's called Noisy. It, it's a it's a short documentary series on two tone. And Tim Armstrong does the uh, narration, which I don't know why they picked him to narrate. Wow. I like Tim Armstrong, but well, I don't think he's narrating. He's no Morgan Freeman. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, back in the day, back when Scott was good. Like, what? Man, just mumble <laughs> half of it. He was talking about it. the, um, I think the, the guy's name is like Walt or Walter, the little uh, skanking dude, or sometimes he's just standing there. And it was yeah, modeled after Peter Tosh. And he's like, oh, check it out. That's Peter Tosh. but anyway in that that documentary jerry damers was like being super funny he was like he like pulled out he's like here's our filing cabinet here's our a and r department and pulled out a bunch of tapes and just threw them and he's like oh here's a our bernie Rhodes contract and ripped it up and threw it and he's just like being everyone's laughing except terry hall's just sitting in the corner just like (laughs) frowning yeah (laughs) he's never happy man i mean if you listen to his lyrics He's got a lot to not be happy about, apparently. But he sings it so happily. He does. You know? Like, he, he kind of tricks you. The specials is very tricky. Like, you don't know that they're singing about some fucked up shit, and then you like That is true. If you look at their lyrics. So here's my prediction, actually. This goes along with it. I think uh, Jason's going to be like, this is really good. This is, like, bouncy and happy and whatever. And then he's going to, because I know he reads the lyrics, he's going to look at the lyrics and be like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, hopefully he reads the lyrics. 
I think I think he won't like it straight up. Uh, I think it's way out of his wheelhouse, and I hope I'm wrong. But I just I I just think his in conclusion is is just going to be no. That's what I think. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear it. Hey, Brandon, it's Rudy from Rudy Tootie's Nightclub. Just reminding you of your next shift here. Your stage name will be Spicy Banana on the main what? go-go cage. See you oh, tonight shit. at shit. 7. So- sorry. Gosh. My my, my messages aren't labeled, so I just got to pick yeah. these out of the hat. That's not Jason. Hold on. Hold on. This not. is Jason. Hey, hi. Me again. Gangsters, huh? I, don't, I, I have no idea that there's... No idea what is going on. I don't understand these these Brits. No, the words that they say, I don't. I don't get it. I looked. I looked at the lyrics. I listened to the thing a bunch. I, I just. The, I don't know. I just don't know what they're talking about. It seems like they're all over the place. Anyway, so when the music kicks in, it's like, yeah, this is all right. You know, a little ska riff, ripping along, and then the dude or chick, I don't know, starts singing. <laughs> and I'm out. I just I, I'm out. It, uh, it's just it's not good. It's not good. Um, yes, it you is. know. <laughs> but I will want. I do want to flip the script on you guys. I want you guys to listen to a little Joe Bonamassa, right? A blues player. And well, I'm blanking on the song. It's, uh, oh yeah, uh, Blues Deluxe. Joe Bonamassa, Blues Deluxe. I want you to listen to that. All of you. There we go. Come back to me with it. I'll be listening. That's my 42 cents. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we just got 42 cents. So I guess yeah. we're going to listen to, we don't listen to these, by the way, first of all. So we have no idea what he's going to say. So yeah. we didn't, I guess Jason is also now a co-producer of the show and is picking <laughs> segments. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm totally down. I'll, That's I'll great. listen to it. Yeah, and way next, to go, Jason, on the flip side. Yeah. Good job, and, Jake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- Next episode, we'll hit you with our opinions on that. Joe Bo- Bona- Bonamassa. Bonamassa. Joe, Joe Bonamassa, I want to say he's called. Blues Deluxe. Of him. And I believe I've heard him, and now I'm excited to listen to him. I haven't, and I'm not. But <laughs> I will listen with an open mind. I promise. There you go. <laughs> so that, ladies and gentlemen, was Jason's 42 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, Skunk and Dan kind of got it right. Yeah. I, Dan I, I nailed it, out, dude. But, yeah, I didn't nail it. I thought he would appreciate the bass line at least. I told you he'd so. dig the tune. He'd like the music, but he wouldn't like the singer. And he's like, he he's said like chick. the singer or chick. I was like, yep, yeah. he didn't like it. <laughs> nope. Didn't like it. Can't win them all. <laughs> Apparently, we can't win any of them. <laughs> no, we can't win any of them with this guy. One, one of these days, we're going to nail it. It has to be either the Vandals Christmas album or that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was the only thing he's liked so far. All right, well, you guys could be the judge at home. Do you like the specials? Everyone's shouting yes, so you're wrong, Jason. All right, so we will hit you with a music break and return with Kazoo Tunes. Some 
Sometimes I can't believe how dope I've always been. Rolled out my mama, immediate win. Greg Clips haircut, sitting on my head. I be living large, some call it well fed. Two stripes on my Adidas jacket, yes I am unique. And smearing off ice is the only thing I drink. Dining in Olive Garden like every other weekend. Took your mom there last night, now she is my girlfriend. I usually wear black, unless it's a laundry day. But if I'm feeling lazy, I shop at Target. It really makes me miss the Mosimo days. Good fellow will do, the hoodie's not the tank. I have asthma and zero health insurance. But now I have over-the-counter inhalers, thank goodness. I like to diet here and there, I'm insecure about my body. I watch my carbohydrates, but I'll eat tacos if I'm naughty. Like I am royalty once in a while I'll be at Trader Joe's grocery Driving late at night makes me really nervous But I'll do that shoot to smash a hot missus Idiot's guide to philosophy, I'm also smart as shit Smelling good with Axe body spray in my armpit I try not to cuss, I know I feel bad, I just did it But I'm hard like that, look, I'll say it again, shoot Got so many $5 bills inside of my pocket I got all these credit cards with my wife's name on it I never watched Frozen, I'm too hard for that movie I'm more of a Monsters Inc. guy, I can handle scary Pontiac rolling y'all's jaw hit the floor Someone said, is that new? I said, nah, vintage 2004 with AK or the artist known as Beho. We're hard to the core, man. This is the song that'll let you know. Shoot, dog. That's right. It's 9.30. I gotta get my booty to bed. And we're back with Kazoo Tunes. Yeah, it's my favorite segment. You know what? I think it's mine, too. It's so fun. I hate it. I'm not even going to do it. So, um, Skunk is a trooper for just being here in the first place with COVID. However, uh, he's going to sit this one out. Not the answering part. You can still answer. Yeah, I'll I'll try and answer, but I'm just not feeling the plan. You've been sitting out of the answering anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm unusually quiet this week. I I, I feel like anybody listening is like, oh, thank God he's got COVID. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a short short episode. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's going to be really short, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here, Skunk. I really am. Me too. Am. Dan, you're going to start us off, bro. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Hands on your buzzers. Again, I don't practice any of this stuff, so give me a second to think. Is that it, or is that you practicing? No, that's kind of it. <laughs> I hope that was the practice. That'd be <laughs> crazy <laughs> practice. I was trying to guess that. Again, sir. Okay. I'll give you a hint. It's a bass line. Okay. Nightclub. Yes. By the specials. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that bass line. It's actually kind of hard bing, to do. Bing, it bing, 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 Yes. Andy's on the scoreboard first. Of course oh, he is. We forgot we forgot uh to tell you. Uh by the way, you didn't name the album Andy, so I'm naming it Self Titled. Oh, you get half a point. You can't do you know, you didn't <laughs> oh, remind me. New rules. Oh, that's I'm fine. Not, I'm that's not gonna fine. do I'm not gonna give myself a half a point. I, I'm gonna remind you guys and the listeners. So we changed it up a little bit. If you name the song, you get a full point. If you name the band, you get half a point. If you name the album, you also get a, another half a point. So you have potential of earning Two points. Yeah. So a little more little more of a challenge for everyone. We can ca- catch up on the scoreboard and somebody doesn't have four points, another person has two, you know. Starting now. Way. Starting right starting now. now no, you can take song. that point. That's fine. 
It's all no. because Andy wins too much. I've won twice. He's won twice. Yeah. <laughs> At his six shows. Yeah, we're leveling the playing field. Yeah. Um, he wins every time. Andy, you're up, bro. I am up. You guys ready? Yes. <sighs> Tears for fears. Oh, man. Hold me now. I'm trying to think of the chorus because it's in the chorus. Yeah. And I can see Donnie Darko. Head over heels. You win. Uh, Record? Off of, gosh, hold on. I think I might know this too. Ooh, he's going the for only, the album. It's not The Hurting. No, I can't think of the album name. Ooh. Okay. Well, you still get a point. I get a point and a half. Point, 1.5. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tears for Fears. Okay, that's a half point. Got it. Got it. I want to know what album that's from. I got to say well, that was... write it, it down, Andy? That was very well no, kazooed. I oh, so I could have picked any album and got... <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, that's it. You made up a name. like it's Broken from Glasses. Songs from the Big Chair. Okay, well, that doesn't count. Anyways, I think. Who is next? Yeah. Brandon. You, Brandon. It is me. Brandon is up okay. to bat. Andy's going to get this so fast. I can just feel it. All right. He's too good. Operation Ivy. No, no more, no more bad town. Oh, no more big town. Off of energy. Okay, Skunk gets a full point for that. Andy gets a full point for that. All right, you, you, you were calling that before I did. That was good. Yeah, you just hit the fucking song quicker than me. No more bad town. (laughs) Yeah. All right, back to the top, Dan. All right. (laughs) I know, I know it. Back in black, ACDC. Yes. He's trying to pick a good album, one for Skunk. Album, album, That's all um, back in black, isn't it? Everything went black? Oh, you s- he said everything went black. That's black, <laughs> yeah. black. I know. <laughs> so Skunk Skunk gets a half a point because it is the uh, back in black album. The song was back in black in ACDC, yes. So Andy gets one and a half points, and Skunk gets half a point. So the standing is Andy's at three and a half. Skunk's at one and a half. I'm at one and a half. Andy, hit right. us with your next one. All right, here we go. Come on, Skunk. I'm rooting for you on this one, dude. <clears throat> when I saw you, or if I saw you in heaven, Eric Clapton. I don't know the what fucking al- album. I, I don't know Think the of album. the album. What I, was, dude, it's like the only, it was on TV all the time. Clapton comes alive. Just no. kidding. I, I don't know <laughs> it. No, I, I really don't know the name of the album. Eric Clapton, unplugged. Unplugged. But yeah, I got the I got the points. song and the dude. Good job. Good job, skunk. That puts you at three. Just half a point behind Andy. Oh, I'm Whoa. nipping at your heels, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks because uh I was gonna pick lady bands if I won and that's what we did this week. Skunk's trying to cheat. He's like, you know, you guys can't earn a point off of me. Without me in it. That's right, I'm just dude. Kidding. All right, Brandon. Uh, okay, I got. Let me see. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna say I got COVID on purpose, so I didn't have to fucking lose to you guys. <laughs> it's okay. pretty brutal. Here we go. Girl, you want? Yeah. What album? Devo. Um. Everything went Devo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Man. Anybody name the album? I, I, Freedom no. of Choice. Ah. Oh. That puts Andy at five points, by the way. That's the most points I've ever gotten. Well, that's because <laughs> we changed the point system. <laughs> that's true. Well, I didn't even... Well, okay. Whatever. That's true. All right. Dan. All right. Uh, I think... I don't know. I could be just judging you guys, but I think Brandon might be the only one to get this one. And he might not even get it because this is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at the kazoo. CKY. CKY. Damn it. Uh, oh, I know it. It's oh. a messed up. It's a bitter, different 90, bitter. 96 quite bitter beings. Yeah. Andy. Wow. I am going to judge you, dude. I shouldn't have said Jeez. bitter, huh? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. everybody. I'm starting to be like the, the, You're the, the guy that steals the show. Who said CKY here. first? I and Dan, you can't answer that. Um, oh no, you're not, you guys aren't in the same room anymore. We're not. Um, I don't know if I, we're still. If you're still, I said it before. On a delay. I heard, I heard Andy first, but you guys okay. could be on more of a delay. I don't know. Oh, okay. anybody want to add the album, the Jackass soundtrack? It was like, gosh, it was like a in infinite something it's like three words i can't think of it do you have it written down dan i i don't i did not have the next time because we'll, i forgot the rules this time around we'll, but yeah, yeah it's like you were on the right track brandon it's like three random three random words cool yeah andy is the villain of kazoo tunes again i told you yeah. he's too good man it it just like says mad, can't kill yourself on the album it does, and it should. Is it like black, and then it's kind of in like orange and red lettering? Yeah. It should say it under that. Do you see it? No, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're describing uh, it to me, and you're doing a hell of a job. Camp Kill Yourself, Volume 1. Man, don't make me look on my phone. Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild. Yes, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild. I don't know rebuild. if that song's on there, though. It's not. Oh, is It this? is not on there. Okay. It's on Camp Kill Yourself, Volume 1. Mm. Okay. And that completes kazoo tunes, right? No, you got one more, Andy. Oh, we, no, I don't. Just I already did my do, two. Oh, you did? Yeah. That completes contuzus. <laughs> <laughs> I like contuzus. <laughs> like, what? Can we keep that? So I actually, I, I think I just came up with the top three. How about we do this? Your top three guitar heroes. Ooh. Okay. The video game, right? Yeah, yeah the your, your top the uh, your top three Guitar Hero songs to play on PlayStation One <laughs> or two. Yeah, that's what I meant. What was that? <laughs> Who just said yeah? It's Somebody was like child. really into that idea. Of yours. <laughs> it was me, man. <laughs> oh, okay. you're just away from your mic. <laughs> yeah, just, some small child popped up behind your bed. Andy, uh, can you get can we get uh, specific here? Do you do you mean guitar? Can it be bass? Can it be no, any guitar. stringed instrument? No, no, no. Like, what, it's got to be a guitar hero. It doesn't have to be like an absolute shredder. It could be the freaking guy from Modest Mouse. I don't care. As long as it's like, you know, I really like this guy's guitar and I've always loved his guitar. He's your guitar hero. Got it. You know? It could probably yeah. be a female too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Why couldn't it be, dude? Your top three female guitar heroes. Let's do on it. On that note, we will move on to our top three female fronted artists. Who was Listen that? to me trying really hard to be Horace Panther, but not quite working yeah. it out. 
Listen to me. That was all, that's our away. old band called Anti Love Song. Good luck finding that. Unless you, you hit up Andy, first. Yeah, I'll have to email it to you in a weird waveform. You're not gonna. You have to go through Google Drive and find Good luck it. Luck finding that. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna state the obvious. It would be weird if we had a top three male fronted bands, and that's unfortunate because it is a male dominated industry, and not because there's a lack of talent in my opinion, but because there's something wrong with the world. I would hope for my daughter and everybody's daughter, that this changes one day and we could say it would be weird to do a top three female-fronted bands. Mm -hmm. However, I'm glad that Andy picked this because some of my favorite bands are female-fronted. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, like, uh, friends of mine that, like, I just don't like chick singers. I don't like girl singers. Like, it just immediately turns me off. I'm like, why? I mean, if it's good, it's good. And I don't know if that's, like, an inner, a deep inner sexism thing or, I don't know, man, because it never bothered me as long as, you know, I've always been attracted to to female bands and, like, I would, that's mm-hmm. a turn on to me. It's like, I, I love Same. it because it's like, dude, we share a talent. I think it's great. Yeah. You know? Girl like a person to a person, friend. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a person to a person. Yeah, exactly. Number three. Okay, so my number three is going to be uh, Bikini Kill. Mm, um, yeah. I've always liked them in, in my youth days, in my punk rock days, and her voice is freaking awesome. I love their sound. I love their lyrics. But Julie Ruin's awesome. Uh, I love, you know, at least three of their, their records, La Tigra, when they came out with that, that was pretty cool. Way to be a girl band and be awesome. Yeah. Total girl power, punk rock. Loved it. Riot, Riot Girl is uh, the movement, and I, I completely oh, yeah. back Riot Girl movement. I like, right. I like the Riot Girl stuff, uh, and yeah, yeah, and I hate... I, I do, almost don't want to say it, but I hate when they get called feminazis. It drives me nuts. Like, mm-hmm. that always pissed me off, and it, like... I don't know, man. I feel like they got shit on a lot more, so they kind of get to That's like neat. tell people to fuck off. That yeah, is I mean, true. movements movements start for a reason most of the time. Yeah. You know, there's a problem that they're trying to solve, and I, I, uh, yeah, I, I back it. I don't know if that was the intention of the movement was like fuck dudes. I just think it was like having girl right. power. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> Dan, what's your number three? My number, my number three is uh, Janis Joplin. That's a hell I, of a pick. Yeah, I love her voice, man. Uh, some people it can be annoying too, but to me, it's just so deep, raspy, and bluesy, and I don't know, it's just kind of sexy. And then you see her, and you're like, "Well, you might not be so sexy, but I really <laughs> like your voice." Oh, um, yeah. And she was, uh, I think she was a, a member of the Twenty Seven Club, but she kind of had a sad, uh, a sad life, man. She she said a quote one time, and it actually made me pity her quite well. Um, I think it was she said, "I can be in a room full of people and still feel completely alone." Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I mean we've all been there, right? Well, yeah, for sure. But that's just like such a sad statement, and the fact that like yeah. she would just she drank so heavily, like fifths of wild turkey, and just you know just kind of a depressing life. But I mean that whole rock star life was kind of like that. I mean when you get into it, you kind of know what you're signing up for. Maybe not all the time, but anyways, for the most part, yeah. Janis Joplin, she kind of had to dig deep for that one. But I mean, I love that that deep bluesy raspy voice with that rock and roll music uh yeah i agree i like her too yeah i i i used to kind of get annoyed by her when i was younger because of that whole you know grew up with my parents 
playing a lot of old rock and roll we've talked about before and you know just i kind of got sick of it but man did i grow i I grew to love that because her just her raspy voice she's so fucking cool like something about like the way she delivers stuff where it's like you know she holds a note but it almost goes away because her voice is cracking so hard it just sounds so cool man Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah super raspy i'm with you janice joplin rocks yeah she so what's does. your number three? <laughs> My number Skunk? three, I, I went with the Shangri-Las. Uh, I mean, kind of out of left field, I guess. I don't know. But I have always loved that band. I, I just, you know, the, the everybody knows the Leader of the Pack song. But uh, if you put on their okay. their albums and stuff, like, they're, they're really cool, man. They got some deep cuts that are rad. For the longest time, like, I, I don't know. I've just always held on to that band. Like, I've always had it on my you know ipod or you know mixes or wherever it's always there and it's good and it's just like i don't know it's kind of force-fed fucking 60s pop but it's just i don't know man i can't not like it It, it's so happy and what's really funny too is on their uh on their record they have all these commercials because they you know they they formed in high school so like you know once they got like a record deal they had to do all these like makeup ads and stuff and they kind of got forced into this like kid star kind of thing where now you're gonna do this and hawk this you know and uh you know like pop stars do now but yeah they have like their tv spots and their little like their blurbs about like you know if you're dating a boy like they're you you guys just have to go listen to it it's funny as hell i wish i could play them on here because it would just make us all laugh our asses off but they're rad like yeah but i like the shangri-las i think i've only heard that song yeah you should i mean maybe i should check them out you should man maybe i've heard other ones but you probably have um there's like ah man i'd have to look up their like hits but i mean there's one uh give them a great big kiss you might have heard that one Uh, yeah i was looking through uh i was looking through some songs of theirs i didn't i didn't recognize titles but maybe uh, oh okay well that's like the the hook is like the Give him a great big kiss. Mwah! It's, it's and, I like it already. I haven't even heard of these. Well, people. that's that's the other thing about it. Like, there's something about it that's just so fucking like adorable that it's just like, yeah. like they're just they're they seem so genuine and like something very like wholesome. I guess is the is a word, and I generally don't go for <laughs> that. Is a word. Like, uh, uh-huh. you know, but like I don't know. There's something about the Shangri Las. I've always. I've always just loved them. I want to hear cool. it. Cool. That was a that was a surprise for me. That's a cool pick. Nice. So my number three. Speaking of the specials and two tone, had to be Selector. Selector. Ooh. Yeah, Selector's fantastic, yeah. man. I, I I like them a lot. Three minute hero. Like I could listen to that on repeat. Murder. The uh the the front lady. Pauline Black, she turns the stage into a trampoline, man. If you've ever seen live footage of her, she's bouncing all around, and she's this like little tiny girl. And that's uh, what that ska was all about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah dancing it really was. And they're dancing. they're rad. There's a there's a two tone um like uh it's just like a bunch of live performances from two tone. It's called uh dance craze, dance craze, and like they were one of my favorite performances on there. So I had to go with it, man. The selector, love it. Great Sweet. answer. Hell yeah. Number two. So my number two is a New York band called the Lunachicks. Ooh, I knew ah, some, yeah. I knew somebody was gonna do it. It's an it's another band that just I I fell in love with all four of them when I heard their live record. And that's another live record that's one of my favorites because it's so mm-hmm. good and energetic, more energetic than their rec- their actual CD, like their actual albums mm-hmm. don't have nearly as much energy as that live record. And her voice is so fucking hot. 
I love it. I love the way she sings. I love what they sing about. There's not really like an anarchy movement going on. They're singing about being like ugly or or just disgusted by a dude or like whatever whatever it is. Or like their gerbil died. Or their <laughs> gerbil dying. Uh, that record's so cool, and you can tell she is a badass front lady like she fucking owns that show and uh squid the ba- the bass player she's fucking awesome and their drummer's yeah. awesome and their guitarist is insane too like female guitar hero right there i don't know her name but she fucking shreds yeah luna chicks man I, I had a huge crush crush on him in my teenage days and i have a crush on him now theo uh, theo awesome. that's the yeah theo singer yeah. all tatted up yeah, yeah. um yeah i saw them at warp tour I saw them at Warped Tour and they covered the thong song and then they all bent over and showed their thong. Yes. Yeah. They were just, they didn't give a They're, shit. They I rock like, live. They were so like naughty. <laughs> and like squid, they all like smeared makeup all over their face and Missing like their teeth. hair was all sticky and gross. Like something was just so cool about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good like pick. Chicks. Thank you. My number two is Bjork. There it is again. I we knew were, it. Oh, yeah. And we were just, right? We were just talking about her earlier, but yeah. Um, Bjork's great. Again, she's adorable with an adorable voice. And yeah, Bjork's awesome. Bjork is awesome. Yeah, Always. I like, I like her. Yeah. Even her new stuff I appreciate too, mm-hmm. which is uh, not common for me. Got a little EDM-y towards the end, didn't it? Like electronic, but it was cool. Well, she's always been sort of electronic, right? But mm-hmm. she, yeah, she leaned a little bit more heavy into uh, a different kind of... You could put her. I feel like. Yeah, you could put her voice in pretty much any genre of music, and it fucking enhances it. I haven't heard. Agreed. I haven't heard yeah. a lot of her new stuff. I don't, actually, I don't. You could also I've take. You could take ecstasy and enjoy every single one of her albums. <laughs> I think so you can do that with a lot I of music, York. though. <laughs> that is true. That is true, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Iceland. You could put on Eric Clapton, and you're like, I know what this means now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what it means right now. Tears in heaven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know what that means, there. and it's fucking sad. Fucking sad as hell. Yeah. yeah. Skunk, okay. how about it? Uh, all right, man. Well, I went with Fiona Apple for my number two. All right. Same all right. same kind of okay. vibe as, like, or not vibe, but same kind of deal with Shangri-Las. I have always loved Fiona Apple hmm. ever ever since she came out. I remember watching her when, uh, I swear it was a Grammy when she was, uh, what, 18 or 19, and she just like walked up and was like, I don't even give a fuck about this. And just like yeah. took it and walked off like she didn't care. And she had a that, total punk yeah. rock attitude. Dude, that rocks right. so hard. She she wrote all those songs on that record uh, when she was 17. Most of. Yeah. And like she was huge. Right. And typically you get like a huge artist like that and they don't write their own stuff. Yeah. And she wrote she it does. all. And she's yeah. she fucking it's kind of the same thing with uh, uh, Janis Joplin. She's got that kind of raspy voice not like janice joplin but she's got a raspy voice that is just cool man like i love her sh- her songs every one of them's good i like there's not a song on the album that i just go that sucks and skip it mm-hmm. i listen to all of them she actually just did a new record too that uh i still haven't listened to and i i really wish i would have because i would love to talk about it but i heard it's just as good as any of her other records and just the fact that she's still rocking that same good tunes like that's cool man I, I I get a kick out of her. She started playing music when she was eight years old too. Wow! Oh, child prodigy. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, did she do a bad bad thing? What thing I was did that? a bad bad thing. Oh, I thought you were asking if she actually did a bad bad thing. Like uh, that is what, what I'm did she, asking. What did she do? 
What bad, bad thing did she do? Now I wish that I like knew those lyrics right off bad, the top of my head. Bad girl. Yeah, she yeah. said, I've been a bad, I've been bad, a bad, girl. bad girl. I've been oh. a bad, bad girl. But she probably did do a bad, bad thing, Brandon. Or a couple if like she's a bad, bad girl. Yeah. Like that's too bad. Well, she's a criminal. That's bad, bad. I don't know if I've ever like told anybody like, hey, I did a bad, bad thing or I'm a bad, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of, she, she hit the double on there, huh? And she did the double bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. That's pretty bad. That's All right, my number two, Susie and the Banshees. Oh, okay. You know, I kind of saw that coming out of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're you know they're kind of dark, kind of macabre, kind of like dark wave, and I dig all that. I really do. Speaking of like Halloween albums, my Halloween album, like she has my well, they have my favorite Halloween song of all time. It's just called Halloween, and I really dig it, dude. There's so many songs by Susie and the Banshees that I really like, and they do it for me. And that's all I gotta say. That's cool. why my number two, Susie and the Banshees. You guys ever heard of them? No. I have heard of them. Um, I and yeah, all, I've I'm, heard of them. All jokes aside, I have never listened to that band more than like you know little snippets. It is just not my jam. Mm-hmm. But I know I've always really? I've always known that you really liked it. So yeah, man. Like I just so you stayed away from it. Kind of yeah. <laughs> that skunk's thing. Everything you show me, like you're if like, you like it, yeah. Everything you're like, dude, you'll love this. I'm like. Well, now I won't. Listen to Juju, the whole thing. Okay. Spellbound? Come on. I'll try him again. You know, like, like, well, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's so gothy, isn't it? Isn't it really yeah. gothy? I'm just, yeah. gothy's not my stuff. No? No. Well, sorry. But I, all right. you know what's funny though, too? I know what your number one is. I'm not going to say No, it, you don't. But I do. Do you really? Yes, I, okay. I totally do. When we get there, I'll try to let you guess. Okay. Because I would be surprised, but maybe not. Maybe not. I think okay. we're about to be there. Yeah. We are kid- about to be there. <laughs> it's called. Kitty. It, it's Kitty. Number one. L7, guys. Ooh. Yeah. Love L7. That's an honorable mention of mine. A nice West LA punk rock chick band that kicked ass. Oh, yeah. And they were just fucking hard. They were heavy. They sounded tough. You know, they had that mm-hmm. song Shove mm-hmm. from Smell the Magic, the 90s. Like, even the 88 yeah. record, that self-title was good. Um, also, there was a record, I'm looking at the Slap Happy, it had Andre on it. I remember I had that CD, and she's just so fucking awesome. Like, they were kick-ass, man, and uh, attractive as well. I was totally turned on by them. <laughs> um, I got a cool backstory, actually, I wanted to bring up. So, when I worked in LA, I was a bartender, and I worked with my my coworker, and you know we started a band together and all this. And he knew a lot of people in L.A., but like he got a text. He's like, "Hey, my friend Jen Finch is having her birthday party tonight. Uh, do you want to go after after our shift?" I'm like, "Well, it's gonna be like 2 a.m." He's like, "Dude, it's the chick from L7. Do mm-hmm. you want to go? Like, they're still gonna be going." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." So we show up after our shift at like 2:30 in the morning with like beers and whatever, and. We go through her, like her backyard. She lives like in not in, like a huge house. It was just like a you know like a five bedroom house, typical like one story thing. But she had this big pool in the back in the backyard. It was it was heated. The entire pool was a jacuzzi, and there was just people in it. And I basically stayed there and partied all night in Jen Finch's backyard until nine in the morning, and drove home back to Simi Valley in wet clothes. And she was sober at the time, but she still had a huge party, and people were like just getting crazy. There were topless girls in the pool. Like it was my first like la rock experience i guess oh i thought you were gonna say your first boner (laughs) it was my first very first boner i was 33 (laughs) (laughs) 
You're but like, I was I like, think this thing worked. And like some of the other girls, I I think they were the other girls from L7 came over and they were, and, and Jen was like sitting there and she was, they were like getting emotional and talking about a reunion. And then a few years later, they reunited. That's awesome. Which is really wow. cool. And, and, and a few of my friends have been friends with, like they're all really good friends with her. Like they always hung out, but she was always the sober one, but she still chilled with them and like, you know, did her thing. And like, I think that's so cool that someone can do that. But uh, it was just a really cool experience I had, and that I got to hang out at the you know the bass player of L7's house, and she's just That's known super as. Cool. I think they they had a nickname for her. They call I can't remember. Um, they had a, they used to call her something else, but yeah, her name was Jen Finch. She was really really nice. Another Halloween hit for me. Pretend like pretend we're dead is on my Halloween playlist. Yeah, great song. I mean, that that's like one of their fantastic. bigger hits, right? I mean, that was the MTV. It was on MTV. Hit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like falling and playing their instruments while falling. I watched a documentary about them recently, and it was really good. But like, there was, they, I think they were somewhere in Europe doing like a live performance on like a night show or whatever, and the singer girl like stood up on one of the cabinets and just pulled her pants down, like full frontal, on TV with her her front butt out, and. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I can imagine like all the kids in the nineties being like, whoops, you know, that, uh, that was probably pretty tame for L7, dude. They yeah. They used to throw their tampons out at the audience. Yeah. They used to throw, exactly. They would throw the freaking tampons out into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Badass girls kick ass. Love it. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right, wait. I guess, I guess that's me. Unless if you had something to add skunk, Billy holiday. Oh, that's I, a fucking great answer. I absolutely love you him. Just, you just took, I mean, you just took all of me. I absolutely <laughs> love him. Wait a minute. I was going to go with uh, with uh, Marilyn Manson. No, I'm just kidding. Billie Holiday, she just, her voice, like you, we were talking earlier, jazz. I just absolutely love her voice. Sarah Vaughn yeah, was soft. a close second, but uh, Billie Holiday, yeah, man, I just, her voice just, I don't know. It just, it just does something for me. Soothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I, I would have, I have no complaints about her. Yeah, part of me wants to start looking her up so I can start talking about her more. Because off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any Billie Holiday songs. But yeah, like that constantly right. plays on my, like my lists. You know, like I fucking, I like mm-hmm. Billie Holiday. No, for sure. I've, I have a ton of playlists with her on it. Ella Fitzgerald, as you were talking about earlier, and yeah, yeah. I just, I've just been digging jazz lately, and I love female jazz singers. So. At least give me that. Do you like Do you like the Andrews Sisters? You ever heard of them? They, they did like a, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B, like that three-part oh, okay. harmony stuff. Um, but they also did a re- really cool song called Rum and Coca-Cola. Listen to that. It's so cool, man. I'm going to look like a it tiki up. Song. It's T- like a tiki-style tiki? song, and their their harmonies are so cool. I love like those harmonies, but that, that, that's like a different type of... Uh, it's not really... It is. It's not really jazz. It's not really big band. I guess it would be kind of big it's band. Big, it's, it's in the big band, you know, swing. It ha- You know, they were big during World War II, the right. 1940s. Do you guys... Uh, it's so cool. Do you guys know... It was shortly after... Before I met you, Andy, I'm not. I'm not sure when this was. It was probably '97, '98. I took swing dancing lessons. You did. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was a friend of mine from. You, you used to Oaks. swing dance with my girlfriend, and I would get all jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because well, because I, I was taking those classes, and then like I don't know, girls like dudes that can dance, and they were always like, "Teach me how to dance." And I knew like two mm-hmm. or three swing moves, but it was enough to dance with other guys' girlfriends. All you have to do is spin them, man. It doesn't take much. Like, as long as you want to. I learned this. I hated dancing 
you know, when I was younger. I was like, I don't know, dance, you know. <laughs> and I started, but then I started to, and I'm like, what's there to be embarrassed about? Like, as long as you want to, it doesn't matter. And that's like important if you want to, if the girl wants you to dance, just dance. Who cares yeah. if you suck at it? You know, oh, that that's why I appreciate ska because they taught yeah. me like, oh, I could skank and I'll just skank at everything <laughs> anytime <laughs> yeah, I dance. That kind of broke. I could the also ice break dance me. too. Yeah, and I I broke danced with a lot of uh, Scott. everybody's girlfriends as well. <laughs> hey, can I do an honorable mention for uh for? We'll do those at the end. Okay, fine. Well, okay, so my number three. I'm gonna totally switch gears. We're gonna go fucking from first to fifth. Nausea. <laughs> They're technically Whoa. not a girl band, but uh, Amy Murray, Merit, Murray, whatever, uh, was the the other singer. She kicks fucking ass. Did was you that, know they were like a crust band, right? They're a total crust band. They're like one yeah. of the first crust bands. They kind of started. I don't know if they technically started crust, but they were. Yeah, like I mean, they started in '85, and yeah they're one of the first like really hard like crusty bands and they Mm -hmm. like they started the sea squat in new york you know which is kind of like a big deal well became a big deal later Mm -hmm. you know because some other bands came from there and whatever but uh the the girl in it specifically like my favorite songs by them are the ones she sings the you know there's there's because there's oh you just made me think of an honorable mention just now so i got one oh dude but they're so fucking good like they uh there's not a bad song on any or either of their two records. They only did two right. and they're just anthology one and anthology two. And like, there's even ones where they like almost break into ska parts and it's just like, what the hell are they doing? But it's cool <laughs> and it's hard and it's like, right they're, on. they're super political and they're super pissed, but they're just mm-hmm. good. Like, I don't know, man, they, they get me where I want to be got. And it's mostly because of her who is also married. She was married to the singer of what's that fucking skinhead band. Uh, that you guys all like. Sugar Ray. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it was Sugar Gay, dude. <laughs> skinhead band that we all like. Yeah, no, not Skinhead, but the, the Skin, hardcore band. Uh, Roger Murray, you know. The, what? Roger Murray and the Disasters is the, the other one. It's a... Uh, Pressure Point? No, 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 the, the older skinhead one. Band. The Business? No. Last Resort? <laughs> no. Last Resort? God, what's this? I'm like, what are you talking about right now? Hold on. Now I'm going to say the, the stupid band and the you guys are going to be like, oh, yeah. Uh, he's got i don't know if i like a lot of skinhead bands and for uh, those of you listening skinheads are not nazis yeah for those of you who don't know yeah i would like to clarify skinheads originated from jamaica it was not a racist thing. agnostic Mm -hmm. front is who i was oh agnostic oh i'm not that Uh, big on them Uh, no i'm not that big on them either what do you mean we all like them i don't know where'd you get that notion i don't know i don't know no, that's a New York thing. We're we're on the we're on the West Coast. Hey, he, I mean, um, they're, they're okay, but they got like that New York hardcore thing. That I'm not a fan of that. Like ooh, ooh, style. he sounds like a fucking yeah, like, tough guy. What's yeah. the other one? Like Crow Mags. Like we're the Crow Mags. Like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough. You know whatever. I, I had a lot of friends in Sacramento that liked uh, like them. Uh, I'm I, I'm good. I, like I don't care either way. I'd I'd yeah. prefer the business personally. Mm, yeah. If we're talking oi bands, yeah, but that's <laughs> another we story. Agnostic front. I don't know why. Like I, I really thought that. <laughs> excuse, no. excuse, skunk! Everybody, he's got COVID. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that might have been the COVID that he's caused got, you to say that. Your brain is doing things. It does cause confusion. Right. It does. Okay. Skunk, you said you can name my my number one. I'm curious if you can go for Blatz. it. Blats. No, really? Oh my no. god, you went with Blats. 
They're not oh, no, good. I'd go with lights. <laughs> I mean, I liked them, but they're not good. I like them, but I don't know if they would even show up on like a top ten. Wow, you know why? <laughs> because like I have heard you talk about Blatz so many times, I was like convinced that that was going to be your number one. Hmm. So I mean, Andy, Dan, and I had a Blatz phase. Yeah, like one summer we listened to Blatz like crazy, and so like they're special to me a lot yeah, because yeah. of that. But like when I listen to them now, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, oh man, that's that how I was when I listened to them. Both then. of their voices. <laughs> yeah, no, of- it's it's Sleater Kenny. Oh shit. Yeah, dude, I I love this band, and you guys might know uh, <laughs> Carrie Brownstein. What is that? What is happening? <laughs> We all put our hands up. I don't know what was going on. Carrie, yeah, uh, Car- Carrie Brownstein, of course. New Portlandia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And show. Uh, and and uh, Kareen Tucker. So the, them two as like the front ladies. It's 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 a all female band and sort of like a, a spinoff, I would say, of the Riot Girl scene. But okay. uh, they complement each other so well, I think, in their vocals and their guitar styles because they're never like following each other on guitar. And they're both almost kind of playing leads too. And they're both playing like melodies, but different melodies. And they kind of have that, um, hmm. what do you call it? That polyrhythmic thing going on where one will be, you know, it's bouncing. Like, you know, you got one guitar in one ear and the other in, and, and they're playing off timing. Dun, 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 that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Love it. Cool. Do you guys know them very well? No, but you just mentioned that what you just said, it makes me want to listen to them and I'll have to look them up. I th- <clears throat> I think you would like them, Andy, and I have I have a couple albums to uh prescribe. Okay. My favorite album from them. Well, I so I like I like their newer stuff too. The Woods was a, an album they came out with like right before they took like a 10-year hiatus, but my all-time favorite album from them is One Beat. It's just it's O and E Beat one beat listen to that let's let this isn't like a agree to disagree i just want andy to listen to him and i'm curious on what he thinks yeah of him. i just put him on i just added him to my library so i'll definitely check it out cool Sweet. so Thanks. that is our top three honestly guys i could have made a top 10 female fronted yeah bands, so like easily and blast would have been brought, on it i could have made brought this out <laughs> Skunk brought no, up like the New 11. York like um thing with like the 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 crust band. Um uh, sorry, what was Nausea. It Nausea, Nausea, thank you. And it made me think of an honorable mention, which is very similar to you, but F minus, the girl from oh, yeah. F minus. Oh yeah. Dude makes yeah. the band so much better. I remember I think Dan, you were with me. Maybe you were too, Brandon. We Brandon saw Rance too in, in yep. Anaheim. In the first when we first walked into that room, that girl was singing and I was just like, I love you. Well, I remember like, her singing it, and to be Sorry to interrupt oh. you, Andy. This was my honorable mention, dude. It's the chick guitarist from F minus. F minus, dude. We yeah. walk. We walk in, Ugh. and first of all, like they're they're playing this one song. And they stopped. We walked like in halfway through, and then they're like they were getting booed. Like people were booing them, and I'm like, why are people booing them? Yeah. F minus is rad. And then that chick started playing, Idiots. and she was like resting her lip on the microphone as she sang, and. Oh my goodness, dude! It was like the hottest so thing I'd ever yeah. seen she in was my hot. life. Yeah, she was. I was not like, hot. oh my goodness, her and Brody. So I, hot. I saw them. You remember when Rancid did that album where Tim just cried about the girl about Brody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. y'all know what I'm talking about. But when it's they did that, what album? No, what album? In, is that? Dominoes, indestructible. Let the fall. Yeah, or oh, indestructible. Okay. The album where they lost yeah. me. I, I really liked Rancid up yeah, until that same. album, and yep. actually, same. and I tried to like that album. I really, really did. And uh, mm-hmm. when they came through yeah. town on that tour, F minus opened for them, and their uh, booking agent is actually 
uh, a friend of mine's cousin. So he was like, well, hey, uh, if you guys like I am i don't care to use these, but she gave me backstage passes. Do you want them? And like me and, uh, you know, a couple of my buddies or my cousins and shit. Uh, we went and we're like hanging out backstage and long story short, like I got to flirt with her, the, the chick from F minus without even realizing it was bitch. her. I was just sitting there like kind of chatting her up and then she's like, well, I got to go. And I was just like, oh, what did I, what did I say? And then they went up and played and I was just like, whoa, and <laughs> they blew me the fuck away. I'd never heard them either. And I was just like, this really? is awesome. And then, you know, I obviously didn't get to talk to her anymore after that. <laughs> yeah, they're a cool band. Uh, the the singer Brad Logan. Yeah, he's in Leftover. Mm-hmm. Crack he was in Choking well. Victim. Leftover Crack. Yeah, yeah, he's in Leftover Crack. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I could have made a top ten easily. I'll mention a few and not really talk about them. X. X is yeah, awesome. Of course. You know, X. Gotta give it up to X. Forty five Grave probably should have made my list somewhere. Oh yeah, because I really uh, love the Sleep and Safety, the, their first album. So good. They used to play um, out here Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. Toyland. Yeah. yeah. So There's I do have an honorable there, mention uh, that's actually a recent honorable mention or recent band that I've started listening to. Uh, have you guys heard Bad Cop, Bad Cop? Heard of. I've heard I of them. I've listened, definitely no. heard of them. I haven't heard of they're them. They're like really, uh, like, I don't want to say poppy ska, but they're very upbeat. Like, it's a lot happier than you think it's going to be, but like, it's not in a bad way. They're really good. I, I was a little, I was taken aback. And I've been listening to the shit out of them now. You know, it was one of those bands that came up on I know, because I, I know liked... Fat Mike promotes the hell out of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, check them out. They're good. I, I dig them a lot. Yeah. I will. I've been hearing that name and I've been meaning to check That's, them out. I mean, it's a great yeah, name. Do it. Yeah, it's an excellent name. Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Like, it's perfect. It's a statement right there. Yeah, Love yeah, it. for sure. All right. So coming up on the next episode, Dan is picking our agree to disagree. Dan, what are you picking? My Agree to Disagree is a band called Error, E-R-R-O-R. It's an EP, and it's self-titled. Pretty cool band. I'm interested to talk about them. They have a, they have a couple fun facts. The song is entitled Burn in Hell. Cool. And Andy, once again, has won. So, like he said earlier, we'll also be doing a top three. Guitar Heroes. Yes. The villain of Kazoo Tunes. <laughs> The villain, yeah, Kazoo the guru. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start uh, teaching an online course for Kazoo Tune winnings. <laughs> you know what's funny is Andy no, like made up the new rules to help us out and still beat us. And it didn't work. <laughs> well, I was but... trying to even out the competition. Sure. Even, even this time, I was like trying not to pay as much attention. You guys, like, let's do this. Fuck Come on, you man. Listen, listen to the song. I don't know. All Just right. start doing Steve well, Miller songs. Yeah. <sighs> Let me let me tell you this. It doesn't suck. You, you just, just don't, don't like it. it. Steady Diet of Music is a production of Pod Cauldron. Check out some other great podcasts on the Pod Cauldron Network, including Rabble Rabble Rabble, a comedic look at current events. Cards and Cubes, a show about board games that you didn't grow up playing. And Bub Club, a horror movie podcast. We would like to thank Kirsten Adams for our logo. Check out more of Kirsten's art and graphic design on Instagram at Cat Coffee. That's K-A-T-C-O-F-F-E-E. Hey, if you want to get a hold of Steady Diet of Music for any reason, you can email us at Steady Diet of Music Podcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening. And we should be back in a couple of weeks.